Ooh. Okay, so I think now we can slowly begin. Sorry for being late. But I was busy doing stuff. I had to walk the dog because apparently nobody else besides me wants to walk the dog. Not that, that there is much of the choice. And uh, actually the whole day I was kind of busy building something. Um, it will take a moment, actually a while, before I will be able to tell you what actually I built. But it will be powered with such a nice big batteries. Uh, it will have such a nice big motors with such a nice big propellers. And I uh, will be using Arduino. <laughs> So, as you might expect, it's interesting stuff. Uh, interesting stuff. Uh, this is this is this kind of the stuff that uh, you might put you in the hospital. Uh, hopefully, it will not put me in the hospital, but but you never know. So, uh, good evening, good morning, good day. Hello, I'm Paweł Spechalski and I will be entertaining you for the next two hours or so, because I'm more or less free to entertain you on this beautiful Saturday evening. And uh, because you like RC and you like uh, FPV, then, well, there is a reason why you are here and why I'm making those live stream for the last two years or something. Actually, no, I think it's more than two years or something uh, with uh, such a beautiful audience like you are. I have prepared a few topics for today. Let me open everything. Like I said, I really... The last... An hour or so was actually extremely tough in terms uh, of the of the of the time. I have a new a few topics we're gonna talk about. Of course, you are always welcome to ask a question to drive the discussion uh, by typing something in the chat because well, this is why we have uh, chats. Uh, if you don't mind, hit the like button, hit the thumbs up, hit the like button, whatever. Remember to subscribe because you know you know the drill. So, uh, first of all, uh, let's see who's in the chat right now. We have Martin Christiansen, Stanisław Woda, uh, Elmo Hawk, uh, Matztek. Oh, hey, Ian. Uh, uh, hey, Ian, I have my pants on, luckily. <laughs> uh, what's up, Ian? Uh, by the way, Woxnail uh, has trouble uh, understanding that your name is Ian, not Lan. <laughs> And I have no idea why I'm getting uh, some of your emails, by the way, that Walksnail is sending to you. Uh, we're gonna talk about Walksnail slightly later. Um, yeah, and the OSD and everything, because, well, you know how it is. Sleeping Bear FFG, hello, mate. Mm, Nightbot, of course, had to say so, something. Had to say something. Uh, Addison Oliveira, uh, I bel uh, Alison believes uh, I am referring to the heat wave in Europe. Yes. Uh, well, actually, no, because the heat wave ended like uh, yesterday. So since yesterday we have a relatively nice weather of 20-something degrees, uh, not too much sun. But like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that was really something. I do have to admit that in those few days I really suffered a lot. The, the place where we are here right now, it was 30 degrees and like almost like sauna. So, so that was a challenge to, to actually survive. Uh, luckily in this part of the Europe, this kind of the heat, yeah, it's happening like twice a year for a few days, but this is not normal. If this would be normal, I would be moving out immediately, because this is definitely too much for my liking. 
And uh, when I uh, made up the, the, the title for the stream, yes, I was referring to the heat because I think that was Wednesday. And Wednesday was really, really something. I know for all you people that come from the warmer places, 35 degrees is not really something very impressive, but here it is impressive. Definitely. Um, uh, Big Boost FPV, I'm his second favorite Pavel, after Pavel Andrejevich Chekhov. Okay. <laughs> Are we referring to the same Chekhov from the Star Trek or different Chekhov? I'm not really sure. Uh, maybe this is a different Chekhov. Who knows, but for me the Chekhov is the one from Star Trek. <laughs> Uh, Elmo Hawk. Elmo Hawk says that people test walk snail penetration. Uh, is it reliable? But is it reliable for long range or just have blackout? We will see with time. Well, in general, this is a new system, so um, I think it's it's safe to assume that we kind of actually have to wait a little uh, before we can say if this is something good or not really good, and we can use it for long range. Uh, because uh, for how long this thing is official, like for a month or so, they are. Uh, I have to. They are releasing new versions of the firmware all the time, fixing uh, bugs, uh, adding new bugs, uh, normal release cycle. So, so you know how it is. Um, I think with everything that uh, that is about the walk snail avatar HD digital FPV system, we actually have to wait and uh, allow early adopters to test everything so the rest of uh, us well uh, can do whatever they want and like use it and fly it because well this is how it is uh tal Izik. uh hello tal Izik. uh what fc is recommended which flight controllers do i recommend right now um it's a tough one. Nowadays I have to say it's a tough question because a few things changed and if I would really have to recommend something that I say, okay, get this and this is like the best deal ever, then I really would have something like a problem. Uh, because with the latest changes in... Uh, I have to clean up the desk slightly because, okay, I, will, I can show you something. This this is part of the thing I'm building. It's big, as you can see. <laughs> and, like, I just... An hour ago I finished soldering. So, going back to the flight controllers, I recommend. Uh, with the latest changes in the mock-up line... Yeah, Matek lineup. Um, there is no Matek flight controller for the multi-rotor pilots uh, for quadcopters actually can recommend because I can recommend only something that well I think is good I think it's uh, really very very nice and uh, done like uh, should be uh, but there is nothing like that right now in the Matex offer. Yes, they have, I think, I, I, I do really think that this is pretty amazing flight controller, which is uh, H743 Slim. Uh, let me show you something. So, right, uh, Slim. Uh, where's the Slim? Where's exactly this one? I have this flight controller in like three. Three or two? No, I think three of mine uh, currently flying quads, and I do think that this is just a bloody amazing flight controller. 
really fantastic, uh, super reliable, super nicely made, uh, works really like a charm or two, never mind. That's really great. However, there is a problem with the H743 Slim. This thing is bloody expensive. Like if I would like to buy this thing right now from AliExpress, most probably I would have to pay like how much? H743 Slim. 90 bucks, 90 euros, 90 bucks. Uh, let's switch to the uh, USD. I think it's like 90 at least. So 96 USD. So like I said, pretty expensive flight controller and uh, I don't think that there will be too much of the users really wanting to spend that much of the flight controller. There is, for example, I have uh, on like one or two of my builds the uh, Kakuti H7. Also pretty nice flight controller, but one more time, pretty expensive stuff. And unfortunately, comes with the micro USB. <laughs> If not the fact that I got one from the Halibro, I would probably not buy it because like micro USB, no, 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 no. It's time to stop. It's time to just start using the USB-C everywhere. Um, the Aton Mambas. Uh, the Aton Mambas are recently quite a nice flight controllers. Uh, recently, the Aton really greatly improved the quality of their work and uh, the latest Mamba F722 is actually pretty nice flight controller. And today, uh, today I think I want, I want to show you something because this actually might be my next favorite flight controller. Not decided yet, but might be. This is the latest SpeedyB uh, F722 V3, which by the way will be supported in the INA 5.1. Uh, I will be making a target for this and uh, when only I opened the box, which by the way is pretty nice box, I decided that, well, this thing looks like the quality stuff. Uh, it, it's a set with the ESC and the flight controller. Look how nice of the board this is. You really like, take a, this thing into your hand, just look at it, hmm, this is some quality crop. Because this is quality crap. And the same goes for the build quality of the flight controller. Super nice. If uh, later I will also decide that, yeah, this is good stuff. This actually might be something that I can safely recommend nowadays. But like a few years ago, I had just my favorite flight controller, which was the Matek F722 SE. Now I don't. So it's slightly more, uh, more complicated. So, so that's, those are basically my recommendations. Pseudo recommendations, because uh, it's not really. Uh, Prophet, uh, Altmatic F405 CTR. Nah, CTR was not really that good of the flight controller, but this is um, my opinion. Elmo Hawk, uh, what do you think, guys, about iFlight AFC? Are they any good in uh, general or better to avoid? The problem with um, iFlight, is my opinion, is that um, I'm biased. By the way, I'm biased by the iFlight because I have, as the YouTube creator and the open source uh, maintainer of the open source teeny tiny project called the iNav, I have a bad experience with the iFlight. So uh, I basically cannot really say anything good about the iFlight company as it is because I do not have very good, uh, how, it, how to call it, 
experience with them. Um, but a lot of people recommend iFlights, uh, so yeah, sure, but I will not recommend them because, well, I cannot really recommend them. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Um, yes, Prophet, uh, they suck with support for iNav. It's not only that. It's not only that. Uh, the, there is more. I will not really talk about that because that doesn't make uh, much sense. Uh, they changed a little recently. From what I know, they kind of changed the person responsible for the public relations. And that improved uh, actually the, the cooperation with them slightly. Uh, but still, uh, no, I cannot really uh, say much of the good thing about uh, the company. They say, some say that they make a good hardware. Okay, but that's, well... <laughs> I'm an influencer. <laughs> And influencer will not <laughs> recommend stuff from the company he doesn't like um, if he's not paid. And because I'm currently not paid by any company to to promote their products, I can say whatever I want. That's that's one of the perks of being the independent YouTuber, not sponsored by anyone. I can say whatever I want. And nobody says, oh, but Pablo, we are paying you to tell only good stuff about us. <laughs> that's not me because I'm not paid. Um and by the way, thanks a lot to all my YouTube support, YouTube members, um, supporters, members, YouTube membership. Thank you very much. And also thanks to my uh, all my patrons. Uh, thanks. If not you, I would not be doing this this channel no more because nah, uh, uh. And to be honest, to be honest, I even there is somewhere a thought in my in my head that maybe I should really give up. Maybe maybe that's enough uh, of me doing RC stuff. Because this thing really takes a lot of my time, and it's not really as, as profitable, not only in the mater but material, not in the cash way. Uh, so maybe I should give up and maybe start doing a channel about something else. By the way, I'm doing a channel about something else uh, currently about the programming. Uh, my second channel, PS After Hours, and comparing the effort I put into the channel with the results, <laughs> why do I even, what am I even doing here? That's crazy. Um, so that's, uh, that's that. But okay, we are moving uh, slightly away from the main topic. Uh, Sleeping Bear FFG says that would hurt Hobby Brother. Yeah. And? Now, um, now the, the reality is that I like it. It gives me pleasure to run this uh, uh, this channel and uh, like being uh, enough developer, pseudo maintainer right now. And it's fun. I, I like it. But uh, sometimes it's like, okay, why do I even try? Like, nah, maybe it's really time to give up and uh, concentrate on something completely completely different but honestly like please do be aware of the fact that so the hobby would hurt am i the hobby no not really and so uh, you know uh, by the way i'm not saying i will resign from enough and beyond the other hand, I should, uh, but that's a completely different story. 
but but you know how it is. But I think that this is not only me right now because uh, after COVID and after 2020, when uh, the reality started to change a little, there is more and more channel that actually went. Not I don't want to say went down, but lost actually quite a lot of the of the views of the base and uh, definitely also lost uh, income if i would have to compare uh, the lost uh, losses of my income in the last two years i lost like 50 percent of the income right now this channel is earning 50 percent less than it was earning in march 2020 so so you know um if I was living from this channel, that would be, yeah, that would be problematic. Uh, luckily, this is not my, this is not my job. This is not, not what I do for a living. And, uh, and, and, you know, for me, this is only a hobby, but for all those people that before 2020 were living of the YouTube channels, this, this kind of, this kind of hurts uh, them for sure. I know that some of them had to go to work again. Uh, get the job again to being able to survive. I I know. I, like I'm showing this thing like every 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 sometime. I have a folder with my tabs called the competition, and I have like different channels over here. You know, last like channels. Uh, not really. I don't treat all of them as a competition, but I had to like put them somewhere. So let's let's just quickly open the biggies. Open the bigger channels that like two years ago, I was like, whoa, those are like much bigger channels than I am. And let's concentrate on them a little. Uh, and but no, Drone Mesh is not a good example because Drone Mesh just got lost somewhere. So and the RC Kabab FPV stopped publishing. Uh, Mr. D, he's a new one. He's he's by the way, he's growing with the views, but uh, he's not one of the oldest channels. It's blunt, you know, RC model reviews. Eh, with the Bruce, I don't even think that we should compare any uh, Bruce. Conastic uh, Chris Rosser. And guess in how many of the channels I will just show you, there is a progress in terms of the views comparing to two years ago before the uh, before the before the COVID struck. So here we have uh, somewhere around uh, March 2020. Uh, nice influx of the views uh, until May 2021. This is very interesting. We're going to see that after May, June 2021, a lot of channels start to drop in number of views. And, and now, so like you see, almost the same basically level, nothing changed. Albert Kim, um, even worse, because uh, in those two years, Albert Kim lost like 50% of the views comparing to what he had uh, previously. Uh, Curry Kittens, uh, even worse, because Curry Kitten went from 75 around to like 40,000. So he also lost 50% of the views. Joshua Bardwell, the, by the way, Joshua Bardwell is the biggest channel. Uh, the biggest channel is our niche and period there is nothing bigger and Joshua Bardwell is one of the very few YouTubers that manage to monetize uh, their channel in just amazing way. He's a legend in terms of that. Not only in what he do, uh, what he does, but also how he does it and how he was able to monetize, monetize everything that he has. And uh, just like... Two years ago, he had around between one and one and a half million views. 
right now also he has between one and the one and a half million views and you see this drop around may 2021 one more time exactly the same situation and let's remember that this this over here is probably of the dji fpv drone and this is because of the avatar uh, the, the new fast shark goggles uh, and so on and so on and so on so nobody is really growing painless 360 exactly the same uh 2022 300,000 now 300,000 few hundred videos more uh, added to to everything mr steel should we even consider mr steel um nah he's not really a youtuber he's 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 running a business over here so that's slightly different uh gal kramer exactly the same and drc exactly the same in case of andy but andy also backed out uh, a little in case of ndrc it's a drop from 300,000 to 100,000 chris rosser ah but his channel is actually a new channel so i should not really put him here but even look look what's happening uh, in in chris rosser case he's always almost stuck somewhere between 50 and 100,000 and uh, that's all no growth nobody is really growing uh, in our our niche and uh, if if I would be in the situation that I would be living out of the uh, this kind of stuff I would be in the extremely extremely problematic situation luckily i'm not but that's a completely uh, uh ryan motley asked the question wasn't that the time period of the class action suit against facebook over bot farms i have no idea i have no idea but uh, i also noticed in case of my channel we can just see that uh, beautifully but also my channel around 2021 uh, uh, got this deep uh, like this is this is April 2021 I got 150,000 views that's like my personal record this don't look at this because here I started deleting videos <laughs> and this site unfortunately is not aware that you deleted and uh, like you lost the views and exactly the same situation two years ago and now I'm basically at the same level so this is kind of depressing and uh, being a full-time creator and not even a full-time creator just a creator uh, is a very stressful job that um, many many people think that oh you just record a video or two and like you get money for free and you get fame for free and everything is so fantastic it's not really that simple excuse me for a second i have to switch up the ah much better i switched off the stabilization on, on the camera so it's really like being a content creator is a hard job um, <laughs> getting ideas editing and like worrying about something and uh, even if you create an amazing video there's no guarantee that uh, anybody would watch your amazing video and you will get anything from it so this is really like not that great as many people think this is and there are many covetas i I have no idea, for example, why I'm at this around between 80 and 100,000 views monthly. I have no idea what happened. I Because my videos from like two, three years ago were crap. Absolute crap. I have no idea why people were watching them. I would not watch my videos from three years ago. 
I think like if you compare my current level of the content creation, the materials I'm making with the videos from three or four years ago, that's like I would not watch that one. Yet those old videos got a lot of views and uh, people were really interested in that. Right now, I'm even sometimes struggling to get over 1000 views of the video that is kind of relatively well made. And uh, it's kind of a nice video about, I think, interesting topics. So, YouTube changed. YouTube changed in the last few years. And uh, if anybody right now would ask me a question, should I start a YouTube channel? I would have to say, think about this. Think about this, but in a completely different way. Because if you would like to start a YouTube channel on your niche uh, and as a hobby, because you think that you will have a lot of fun, then yeah, go for it. Go for it. It's really fun from time to time to build the user base, meet new people and to, to have this very positive feeling that you have impact or something. This is cool. This is really super cool. But uh, turning this into the uh, business and being able to live off your channel, that's not that's not really that uh, that simple because uh, it all depends on the size of your niche. If your niche like is 200,000 people in total, and I, I would have to guesstimate, my guesstimate would be that right now the active FPV community all over the world is around 100,000 people, not more. I, I really don't think that there is more people interested in this stuff. If we are talking only about 100,000 people, that's not really that much. To be honest especially when you are a beginner uh, and you have to like move into this and like five years ago you it was fully enough to be able to buy the cheapest camera and start making videos uh, edit this chop it like stitch together some some cuts and uh, if you never did anything like super bad uh, you were only slightly worse than the average quality on the on the youtube I'm not talking about picture quality. Uh, I'm talking about the video quality on the on the way how the content is delivered to you. Uh, then back then it was not really a problem. Uh, my videos when I was starting were only slightly worse. I no, were worse. Were slightly worse than the average. Uh, but if now, if you are like trying to move there and. You would like just buy a camera and start putting content together. Oh, no, you will not get you will not get views. There are there are even the channel that is on the on the market for I don't know some time now. Uh, got time to invest in the in the better camera. Invest some time on learning how to edit videos and to like how to make this whole process interesting. And so so the gap between the current ones on your niche and the beginners one is like tremendous it's super hard of course if you are only this is only a hobby for you then great fantastic uh, but if you're thinking about living from this because others are able to live from this then that might become problematic think of it like that um I was stupid back then. I was honestly five years ago. I had no idea how none of that works, and my assumption to some some extent was, "Oh, I can be the next Joshua Bardwell," but it took me some time to realize that I why should I be the next Joshua Bardwell? 
I should not be the next Joshua Bardwell because there already is a Joshua Bardwell and people will not switch from watching Joshua Bardwell to watching different Joshua Bardwell that is not Joshua Bardwell but is named Pavel and comes from Europe and it has this thick Eastern European accent and no, it doesn't work like that uh, you cannot just start thinking I will be the next one I will be the next this or that no you have to find your own niche inside of the niche. And this is problematic. This is really problematic. It can be hard. And uh, and 661 FPV. Yeah, you got the ad. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> but, you know, I will be spending two hours over here. If some people will watch some ads, maybe I will get a few cents out of that. <laughs> And even, even how much cash, you, let's assume that you want to start a business, this, this whole YouTube channel as a business. If this is a business, then you have to start at least on a slightly more professional level, even assuming that you know something about the editing, uh, you still have to get yourself some equipment, like the decent camera, some lighting, decent microphone, and so on, and so on, and so on. This is a few thousand dollars. This is the initial investment on the few thousand dollars. Yes, I know that you can start cheap, but if you will start cheap, you will have to replace. Uh, so it's hard. It's really, 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 really hard. And I have no idea why I succeeded. And maybe not succeeded, but got to the levels I'm uh, right now. Anyhow, uh, let's go back to the questions because uh, we have some questions in the chat and maybe topics will be slightly more to the RC and FPV. So, uh, Samsung FPV, a uh, quick question. Is it possible to hard set home coordinates on INA from CLI and disable the automatic hot home set on power up? Uh, number one, the home set is not on power up, but home set is on uh, arming. There is a functionality of the save homes. You have to search on the INA documentation how to use save homes. And um, this is not exactly maybe what you want, but uh, it allows you to change the home position when you start flying. Uh, FPV Steve says, if you want super views, you need to appeal to people who are interested in the specific of the hobby, video like Strapi used to do, the cool results of all the geeky stuff. Uh, FPV Steve, yeah, maybe, okay, but not really, because most of that was already done. <laughs> Think of it like that. Um, and doing dangerous stuff back then. It was new, like nobody else was flying FPV. And because if you are the first one flying FPV, then woo, there's, this is interesting. So, but I'm talking in general, not only about the RC FPV, uh, but more like to the, yeah. Okay. Um, APARA, uh, how can RPSMA antenna into SMA connector? No pin in the hole at all. I have very good reception, like more than many of the antennas. So, um, there are converters, there are uh, those tiny tiny thingies that allows you to connect RSMA to RPSMA and this, uh, RPSMA to SMA. Um, but 
Is it relevant that this is SMA RP SMA now? This is exactly the same. So yeah, I don't I don't think I have something. Wait. Let me quickly check if I have something like that. I think I have. No, this is not that. Um, you can get things like that. Uh, this is the SMA to RP SMA, uh, but this is not it. This is not it. No, I don't have. I don't have any of the converters right now. But you can find them easily on AliExpress or the uh, eBay or whatever. Uh, in some very specific cases, uh, it will kind of work if you just uh, screw one to the other, if just the metal touches other metal. Uh, but it's just better to get an antenna with a different connector, I think. Uh, Sleeping Bear FFG. Uh, my channel was attacked by a group of FPV guys. All hot FPV intact. I don't uh, like community. I love community rocks. Uh, I'm not sure about which <laughs> community you are referring to. Uh, it's a problem of every community that more sooner or later you will have those uh, people that, well, um, we should not really be that much of the biggest fans of. Uh, because internet is full of toxic people and if toxic people are unfortunately tolerated then toxic people overtake every community sooner or later Einaf is in this nice position that Einaf Constantine in the beginning and then hopefully also me a little um, never allowed douchebags to have too much to say about uh, about the project itself and um, but we are lucky we were lucky just the project was like growing very slowly it never attracted assholes um different projects <laughs> uh, Different projects. I will not be talking about different projects because I talked about different projects enough, probably. But uh, there is a reason, for example, I'm not developing bet for Betaflight at all. Non zero nada. And there are very good. Uh, okay, a para. Okay, now I get your. Now I get what you want because you say that you are plugged in the SMA into RP SMA, and you have the reception. Uh, I think this is the case when just you tighten at the the connector tight enough so that the metal holes from two sides are touching each touching each other. So you get some kind of the of the connection of the of the between uh, on on the on the hot wire over there. Um, kind of works but I don't think that this is a reliable and if you really want to do it like that get yourself this converted from the SMA to RP SMA or just the antenna or just change the antenna or change the pigtail because the fact that it's working if just any stress will be applied on the connector it might just stop uh, working so yeah, uh, FPV Steve, and this is kind of older comments that uh, FPV forums are dead too. Oh, the forums in general are dead for years. 
I remember like six years ago, seven years ago, the forum was the thing. Now the biggest, uh, for example, FPV forum in Poland, like crickets, crickets everywhere. Uh, nobody touches about anything. Um, the Discord uh, and the Facebook and other things like that took over the, the forums. Yeah. Uh, Martin Christiansen, how do I test AM32 ESC by Alka Motors? Uh, can you help guide how to flash? Uh, actually, there is nothing much to help you. If you have a relatively new version of the Alka Motors firmware flashed to your uh, ESC, if it's already flashed with the uh, with the AM32, then it's super simple. You only have to open the estconfigurator.com connect uh, with the pass-through and you are done. But if you want to flash uh, the ESC that is not yet running under AM32, that's slightly more problematic. Uh, the, I think on the GitHub, if we go to the GitHub, uh, AM32 flashing. Uh, I never did that. Uh, so so let's uh, let's be honest, but the flashing I think the wiki should be section on the flashing. Uh, you have to basically first flash the bootloader uh, to the to the MCU, uh, and then uh, you can only flash the AM32. It requires using uh, this uh, interface as SWD interface. Or something else. This, this in general, this is slightly more complicated than just I don't know using something. Um, if you read the Alka Motors uh, GitHub uh, wiki, there should be about flashing because I saw something about flashing over there. Uh, but right now, uh, and single ESC flashing. Oh, you see, you see. Uh, yeah, as the programmer and so on and so on and so on. In general, it takes a lot of time and effort. This is not that straightforward uh, because you have to flash first the bootloader to the thing. Can be done. I'm pretty sure that IM32 community will gladly help you, but this is definitely above the potential scope of uh, Pavel talking about <laughs> stuff during his live stream. Mm, Ryan Motley. Uh, so, being an open source project, how would someone who wants to include iNav in commercial device make sure you could compensate it for all the heavy lifting? You can't. This is this is how uh, the open source and then the GPL license in general uh, works. You can't be compensated for this being used. This is what the license says. Uh, you. This, the, the open source license, GPL v3, basically excludes the authors of any kind of the compensation for their work. They deliver uh, the code without absolutely any support, and then anybody can do with this code whatever it wants. However, if they are releasing the software, then, like selling them using this thing outside of the organization, they have to share the uh, the changes. And But that's all. You cannot really expect someone to, to force, um, like to, to contribute to the project, give someone any money. Uh -uh. No, the only thing I could potentially do Let's say that the INAV becomes the, um, like, overtakes Ardu Pilot, for example. What I could do 
as the maintainer of the project, I could take down all the official documentation. This is possible. I can remove the documentation. Uh, nobody will, nobody can prohibit me the, the, the removal of the documentation from the repository. And then I can sell official manual for like 20 bucks. <laughs> That's the only way you can get compensated in this way. And any, no other way will actually work. That's all. Because with open source, the developers have to be poor. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Big Boost FPV, <laughs> will I release the, release the INA 5.1 today? No, I will not release the INA 5.1 today. I still have to write the target for those uh, SpeedDBs, uh, F7 V3s. Also, um, I think uh, Diaton is sending me samples to fix somewhere on the flight controller. So end of August, end of August probably. Um, mostly bug fixes, uh, nothing really major. And then, but I have, I have some, I have, no, I, now I can, I can show you something. I have something cool. I've, I've made something cool actually, that will be part of the INAV 6.0. And I'm kind of, I have to, I have to buy new microphone arm. Uh, I made something actually cool. So, um, let me quickly open this thing. Because I made the changes to the um, uh, this one. Do I have anywhere the logs of that? No, I don't. Uh, so maybe this this would have to be enough. Um, my quad had a problem uh, because no matter what I was doing, I was getting 160-170 hertz oscillation on the pitch. It was just the uh, how it's called the resonant frequency of the frame. It was always there. Uh, that means that I was not really able to push the degains uh, high enough to, to be able to, to make this quad flight nicely. Um, the, this should be nicely visible in the gyro row traces. You see this peak, this peak over here, this is where the, uh, the noise from this resonant frequency is appearing. Nasty stuff. Uh, even after uh, going through the uh, all the filters uh, in INAV, but let me quickly change that. Uh, this is uh, the book one. Even going after all the filters, including the matrix filter and so on and so on and so on, the spike over here was here, and I was not really able to push the degains above 26, or bad things were starting to happen. But I figured out how to solve this problem, because if now I'm gonna add a new custom graph and show you debug from 4, if we try to compare one with the other, you see, this is the before new filter, after new filter. Uh, the INAV6 will get something that I called 3D matrix. <laughs> 3D matrix and actually works, actually works pretty nicely. Uh, because in case of the specific quad, I was able to push the degains like 20% higher and it still has the limit, this thing flies now just like that. 
uh, no oscillations, no problems, uh, no prop wash. Uh, and so the 3D matrix filter will be a thing in the next release of the INAF. Uh, I think it's a nice name. I think people should like the name of the 3D matrix. I still have some tuning to do, but as you can see, the amplitude of the noise over here got at least slightly attenuated. So, so that's a good thing and I have the intention to improve it even more. Mm, I have some experiments to run. So, INAV6 will fly even better than any other INAV4. So, enough of the bragging. <laughs> okay. Mm. Lemonde asks how to start FPV without using the simulator. I started FPV without using the simulator. I just bought the FPV kit and I started flying. And then I was crashing a lot until I stopped crashing a lot and I knew how to fly. Um, that's how you learn FPV without the simulator. Uh, just just start using just start using this thing. Of course, sure, you have to understand that what the stick will do when you try to fly. Uh, but there's only one way, just start using this thing. If you don't know much about uh, how, for example, airplanes fly, just get yourself any simulator of the airplanes uh, for the uh, for the PC. Um, this will give you the. You will learn that if you push the right tree, right stick forward, it will dive. If you backwards, it will go up. So that should uh, help a lot. And then you just have to like start flying. Uh, I'm, I don't think that there is any other advice I can give you at this point. Uh, sim is cheap. Yeah, sim is cheap. I don't like FPV sims, by the way. I think that they just like have not so so little to uh, <laughs> to do with the reality of the flight. Maybe something changed in the last few years, but when I was like uh, researching on that, I was like, no, really, what? Yeah, something strange is uh, going. Uh, going on, um, but if you are afraid to start flying with the real drones, exactly go with the simulator, and do not make a mistake of first learning to fly with angle mode. Forget the angle mode even exists. If you are flying FPV, just go with the rate from the beginning, because acro rate or whatever we're gonna call this thing, because this is how it should go. Uh, no angle mode uh, at all. Yeah. Morton upshot. I'm running INAF on the 4-inch long range that flies real nice on 4S, but on 6S I see and hear some serious oscillation on the roll axis and, uh, and moderate on pitch axis. Uh, when I rise throttle, uh, does it sound common? Morton upshot, uh, but what do you expect? If you are like have the same, uh, the same motors, the same propellers, the same frame, and then you put 6S instead of the 4S, the motors out of nowhere get like, how much more torque? 50% more torque. So sure, it will just, and the response is sharper. Even if you lower the throttle to 66% or however this is for 60%. Of the of the of the normal values, uh, this only attenuates to some extent the pitch stabilization, not really the torque generated by the motor. This is something that many people miss or don't understand how it works in the in case of the motors. 
uh, motor torque depends on the size and the voltage the more voltage you put into the uh, on the current but it really depends on the voltage uh, the more voltage you put to the same motor the more torque it will generate but it's even more complicated i think i should um, let me quickly let me <laughs> i have not installed the application so and i don't think i have a way to show this to you but maybe i do so um many people assume maybe that like that you will be able to to see what i what i do that the our motors work with the scene waves and we have the three scene waves connected to the three phases and it automatically works no this is not really the reality because our escs uh, are not working like that our escs are actually kind of crappy and stupid and uh, our ESCs do only the approximation, uh, do only approximation with the, uh, with the, how it's called. And then gonna have two peaks and then gonna have only one peaks with the peaks of the full voltage. So now you have like two short spikes of the, because the ESC works like on off. There is no like half. It's either either putting all the voltage or none of the voltage. So here you're gonna put like two short spikes. That means like uh, we are simulating half of the voltage. We're gonna put three short spikes. I'm not. I, okay. Now now maybe you can see. Oh fuck. Now we have three short spikes. That means like 66% of the voltage, and then one short spikes, which is like 30% of the voltage. But each of those spikes is the full voltage, uh, because the motor uh, acts as a coil and has the impedance. It will smooth things up, and the inertia will do its thing, and everything will be fine. And at the result, it seems like it's a smooth rotation. But this is like spike of the full torque no torque spike of the full torque no torque and the inertia and the impedance uh, make this like seem smoother but if out of nowhere instead of providing i don't know 16 voltage you provide 24 volt uh, volts of the voltage you are not only increasing the voltage you are also increasing for this short period of time the current going through the torque goes up and as the result you just have you are losing, let's say, the smoothness, uh, more response, uh, sharper response, and your quad goes into the oscillation, uh, torque-induced oscillation. Uh, and no, uh, reducing the throttle does not help, because the throttle position is not making that only half of the voltage is fed to the motor. No, it's a full spike, only just like uh, in the greater distance, uh, this is like how the PWM modulation works. Ah, Matstech, greeting from the furnace. Missed anything here not important? No, I was just complaining how hard is it is to be a YouTube creator, that you should not start the YouTube channel, and I'm thinking about quitting this channel, and uh, and so on, and so on, and so on. And the earmarks, I'm explaining why 4S on 6S on 4S motors is bad, exactly, <laughs> because of the physics. <laughs> And you cannot skip the physics. <laughs> um, so, Morton Upshot, this is basically the reason you have this kind of the problems. Mm, because you cannot really cheat the physics. Motors work like the motors. They are The ESCs are only approximation 
of the scene wave fed to the motor. That's that's why. By the way, by the way, I want to show you something. Finally, after all those years, I decided to build a sailboat 3D printed sailboat RC sailboat. I have no idea how sailboats are working, how they should be working. And the mast and the boom are not really yet uh, stiff enough but i intend to build this during this summer and most probably lose it on the nearby lake trying to learn practical frantically how this thing should be used on the water because i have no bloody idea <laughs> but i always wanted to have one so you see that that's such a nice nice model like i this will be a nice video and this will be a nice video that I will put into internet how I'm losing this uh, this boat on the lake nearby. For sure. <laughs> so that was that. That was that. Uh, Blackistech Mark tells that he's telling that everyone all day long since the hype started and no one freaking listens. Yes, exactly. Nobody freaking listens uh, because, well, people don't understand physics, don't get physics. And they think that the throttle is just a throttle and you lower the throttle and like everything automatically works. No, the physics, I, I think I will have to make the video about that. Like video only about why 6S on the 4S motor is not a good idea and from where the motor's smoothness comes from because this is also very interesting do you know from where the motor's smoothness come from from the losses <laughs> if you have motor with greater impedance uh, that will have more passive power wasted basically thanks to the inductance uh, losses in the and uh, not the losses because it's like delayed uh, <laughs> delayed delayed current <laughs> then this is the smoothness come from because this motor just has more torque that's 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 from where the smoothness come and then people will say that oh this motor is so silky smooth that means it's just less efficient <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tugedal, thank you very much for the donation. Uh, 30 Swedish Corona, not the Norwegian Corona, sorry. Thank you very much, mate. Uh, Brandon Beans says uh, he has the Toy RC jet boat. Uh, that's uh, lots of fun. It's small creeks, no prop to get snagged. Yup, jet boats is also something very interesting. I was building uh, sail models uh, from like whatever I could from the styrofoam when I was a kid. I love that very much. Uh, let's see how when I have the proper tools, equipment, and the knowledge, how this thing gonna work. I'm really interested. I even. Uh, got myself a proper material for the sale ripstop nylon let's see let's see if if i will be able to build anything useful uh... <laughs> still said it works so everybody think it works yeah 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 it works right well to some extent it works 
because if you put the uh, for 6s on the low kV motor then yeah it kind of works why not uh, but if you put uh, this on the relatively high kV motor no 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 that that that's not how it really works anyhow uh, Victor, uh, could I help with general PID tune for the 15-inch quad? Is it possible to use the rescue just with compass without the GPS? So no, you cannot use the... In INAV there is no rescue. There is a return to home. And for return to home you have to have the GPS and the compass. Because the quad has to know where it should go and how far it should go. If it doesn't know those two kind of the informations that it will just not be able to return home. Uh, help with the tune in case of those big machines it's just like super individual there is no one no way no one way to correctly tune it most probably you will have to lower the LPF uh, the, all the filters frequencies uh, because uh, those 15 inch propellers will not be rotating very fast uh, but besides that really like I don't even know where to start because I don't know the characteristic of this uh, of this machine or uh, how the noise characteristic looked like was the response. Uh, so tuning of something like that, this is just have to be there because this is you cannot just guess guesstimate. Now now set this to twelve and it will work. It doesn't unfortunately work like that. Peter, it's not now. Uh, hello. Hmm. <laughs> What's better than maximum speed over speed? Yeah, another misconception. Uh, there is a physical mis limit of how fast the electric motors can rotate. <laughs> Just like that. And also, like people don't get that electric motor uh, delivers less torque the faster it goes. Because one more time, this is how the physics works. Because in inductance uh, and the passive power... <laughs> Uh, plus uh, faster and faster switching frequency of the coils means that more and more of the power is like delayed uh, 90 degrees in phase and uh, as the result uh, the motor just has less time uh, to turn the coil on so it can generate the force uh, towards the magnet and uh, and yeah but yeah Cobra hello Jiku nobody calls me Jiku anymore nobody Ah, some colleagues from from the university, maybe from time to time, but that's all. That that's all. Uh, Lemonde, what do I think about Emacs Eco Two Twenty Eight O Seven? Emacs Eco Twenty Eight O Seven are currently. I have like uh, one, two, three, four, sixteen of those motors in my quads. Uh, there's a reason I went with them, because they are cheap, they work just fine, kind of torquey nice motors, and uh, I like them, uh, mostly because they are relatively cheap. Uh, I, for example, like them much more than some of the iFlight uh, 2806 uh, motors I was using previously. Uh, I think because they are slightly less torquey, and the torque is just delivered in the like more more flatter curve. Uh, nice motors, um, not the best ones, but I don't think that you will notice any practical difference between them or any other motor uh, in terms of the flight time, because 
it doesn't really work that way. Mm. <laughs> uh, is tech, yeah, but in case of the multi-rotors, it's kind of simpler uh, than what you say. Uh, because uh, mostly because you are kind of limited to the uh, to the size of the propeller you can can put on the airframe. If you are building a long-range quad, you from the beginning know which size of the of the propellers you will be using. So that kind of kind of limits everything. And and what's very important, um, the choice of the bigger propellers is not that big. In case of five-inch propellers, like shitload of different props you can use. In case of the uh, seven-inchers, like three. Three decent propellers, in my opinion, honestly, in my opinion, on the market are around three decent propellers for the seven-inch quads. Uh, there is an HQ prop seven by four by three, which in my opinion is the best. Then there is the Dalprop Fault F seven V two, which is okay-ish if you do not have too much torque on your uh, on your machine when the, the propeller explodes. And then there is HQ Prop 7 by 3.5 by 3. And that's all. Nothing, basically, nothing else on the market. Uh, Chatani. Chatani. Okay, Peter Chatani. It's not. I, 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 will, I will not speak Hungarian. It's not. Chatani. Chatani. Chatani? Thank you very much for 400 uh, Hungarian uh, forints, right? Hungary has forints. Yes, Hungary has forints. So thank you very much. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, I think everybody knows, and if you don't know that, if you want to estimate something, uh, then you can always go with the eCalc. And this is probably the best tool for checking everything will work. So there is a plane calculator, there's the multi-rotor calculator. Uh, for the plane, you provide like everything. I even probably this year will be the first year in like I don't know six years when I will not have the uh, paid version of the eCalc. Most probably because uh, it turned out that I'm almost not using this. And uh, yeah, authentication failed. My account already expired. Uh, but if you like building something new and not sure what to use, this is probably just the best uh, tool to use. You put everything. The free version has the limitation of the types of the mostly of the types of the motors you can uh, you can have, because most probably you will not find anything really useful like the Emacs, you see, the grey ones are the ones that are available only in the paid version. So Eco to 280, you know, you see, no 2807, even if you wanted to, to build something with that. I think it costs like $10 a year, so it's not really that much. Maybe I should buy this thing again. I will think about this. Ecalc will pretty nicely allow you to compute everything you want. Chatani, Chatani. That sounds Hungarian. Okay, Chatani sounds Hungarian. Okay, 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 makes sense, makes absolute sense. Mm, yeah. 
Mark, mm, question, lovely. <laughs> there were filter changes in iNav during the last version. Do you remember what the changes were in 4.0 and if there are also filter changes in 5.0? No, I don't think there were changes uh, in the filters between 4 and 5. I don't think nothing really changed over there. Uh, the flight performance of 4 and 5 extremely, extremely... No, uh, I know. Uh, in 5... Or in 4... I don't remember, Mark. Really, I don't remember. You would have to go through the GitHub, through the releases and see what was merged. I think the PT3 was introduced with the INAV4. I think so. So uh, there were changes between three and the four, but I don't really think that there were massive changes between four and the five. Yeah. Calabrese221 asks, do we need a VTX tables in INAV? No, you don't need VTX tables in INAV. VTX tables are one of the most, I will say something brave yet controversial, stupid features of Betaflight. Honestly, I hate VTX tables. I understand some of the reasons why the VTX tables were introduced, but I think it's a stupid feature. <laughs> because how often do you really have a practical need to get rid of some of the channels? How often is that really happening? For me, it happened absolutely never. And from the fact that people just copy-paste the VTX tables that have everything proves that nobody is using this function. This is just extra step that you have to take and you just don't need it. Uh, Mark, I really don't... For airplanes, nothing changed really in the filtering. Um, and the only changes in the configurator preset for the airplanes were probably made by you. So if you have not changed anything, that most probably nothing really changed. Uh, at least nothing that could uh, affect the ACC to gyro signal. I don't think. Absolutely, I don't think that there were any practical changes. Uh, Peter, one more time. One more time, Chatani, Peter Chatani, thank you one more time for super nice work and awesome content. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm, anyhow, oh yeah, I think I have to go back to the... I have to go back to the list of the things that I was supposed to be talking today. And the list of the things I would be talking today is finally my series of the i 5 on the Flying Wing series. i done recording all the 11 videos in the series. I even edited all the 11 videos in the series. The official latest uh, video in the series is right now, which one? Six? No, seven of eleven. Uh, the rest, uh, the remaining videos are on the YouTube. Uh, they are even added to the playlist. So if you want to see every single video in the series, it's done. It was probably the longest series of the video. No, it was the longest series of the videos 
I ever recorded. Uh, took me almost two months to do it and it's finally done and I think it's the best tutorial out there right now. That covers everything. Uh, maybe not always in details, but if I would like to go in details, then it would not be 11 episodes, but like 27 episodes. And I would not have enough, like, no, 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 no. That definitely, uh, not this. Uh, Mark, I honestly don't think there was something that could affect that. Honestly don't. And... Uh, I don't want to insult everything, but I learned to not to believe everything that users say. <sighs> okay. Okie dokie 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 dokie. Calabres to one. Uh, Pavo, my OSD shows twenty-five milliwatts when I'm only two hundred. When I'm on two hundred milliwatts, am I doing something wrong? The thing is that uh, all the protocols uh, are most of the protocols instead of the latest. Uh, I think uh, smart audio are working with power levels, not with the output power, and uh, you do not really set the output power. You just set the power level and uh, that's all because you we should not be probably i think but how can it say milliwatts when i think we stopped displaying milliwatts on the osd and only refer to the uh the the power level that's interesting i'll have to check that out but uh, ignore it work only think only in the context of the power levels one, two, three, four, five, and uh, how much uh, power the VTX uh, puts into the air depends only and only on the VTX. Even if you say, okay, now output 800 milliwatts, you have no warranty, it will actually output 800 milliwatts, it can be 1.6 watt, it can be 200 milliwatts, it's only up to the VTX and the power amplifier and the heat, because the higher you go with the temperature, the less power the the VTX will output to the Ether. Mm, Lemon the asks, was the best stack for the Emacs Eco 2 Series 2807? Any. Really, like, honestly, any. Um, get any 50 amp uh, BL Heli 32 ESC and it should be golden. Flight controller, really up to you what you're gonna choose. Uh, it doesn't have to be from the same manufacturer as the ESC. Um, I... What can I say? I recently fly with the cheapest I can find <laughs> because of the prices. Um, I there is there is no ESC I can recommend uh, nowadays uh, because uh, well you know um, I don't <laughs> and I'm not sponsored to recommend any kind of the ESCs. So that's that. Uh, besides uh, 50 amp, uh, any 50 amp ESC should work absolutely perfectly. No, re no reason to go above that. I would rather not try to go with the 30 amp ESC with those big motors on the on the seven inches because when you open the throttle, it can, they can really they can really pull some current. So it's better be on the safe side than to be on the limit. So that's that. Mm. Uh, Ryan Motley, no, I don't. I'm personally rather kind of shortish 
how should I say, not the short break, uh, not long, not a break with the limited duration. <laughs> uh, Peter Cotoni, mm, wrong, Chatani. <laughs> Peter Chatani. I bought HD flight controller by accident without analog USD. Uh, I have a minimum OSD anywhere. Is this still working with INA5? Um, yeah, should be. I cannot guarantee because there were some changes in the MSP protocol and you would have to check tested because I actually don't uh, don't know I stopped using the minimos these years ago and I have no idea uh, we removed some of the MSP frames and I have no idea if the if this thing was uh, was using the uh, minimos was using those frames um, connect connect maybe it will work maybe it will not work uh, but I don't really know you have to test by yourself. Uh, Thomas Lazy, uh, lazy, lazy, depends on the <laughs> accent probably. Uh, my 7-inch quad Betaflight 4.1 has little shaking on the roll axis during uh, flight. I don't know if 4.3 will help. Might. Uh, 4.2 and 4.3 improved really quite a lot in terms of the filtering and getting the gyro signal pretty nice to the to the flight controller so it can work the best. Uh, I think it's worth to upgrade from 4.1 to 4.3 and uh, see if that really helped. You will have to tune from the scratch most probably because of the many changes over there. Uh, but 4.1 was like when? Uh, three years ago? So definitely I would, two and a half, at least two and a half uh, years ago. So I would definitely upgrade to the latest beta flight or even better update to the latest INAV and see if that helps. It might. I cannot promise, but it might. Mm -hmm. Yes, INAV is not worse than beta flight. Mm -mm -mm. Absolutely not. Uh, Prophet, any plans for the videos on troubleshooting with black box on fixed wing? No, not really. Uh, somehow people... It turned out that there were not that many people interested in that stuff. Uh, I made a few videos like that years ago and the interest were like mediocre even worse than mediocre and uh, well i i'm not very interested in making a long video that uh, almost nobody will watch by the way i i was so busy with uh, recording videos for the channel that i have right now in the queue one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12 videos ready to be announced. 12 videos, so six, one and a half months of the materials. I do not have to record any other videos for one and a half months. At least I was pretty busy little, little be doing that uh, because I'm, by the way, I'm taking some of the, vac some vacation uh, next week. I rather will not be available for like two weeks or something. Uh, so, I'll, okay, today I will publish uh, this one. 
um, time to get some rest because I'm bloody tired. And by saying I'm bloody tired, I do mean I'm bloody tired with everything. Yeah, Mark, you can. You can make about the troubleshooting uh, case by case. Uh, of course, if the case is generic, get up. <laughs> Uh, but turn out that there are not that many people really interested in that and that's kind of uh, problematic. But there are a few things. I got some stuff from Matek. Uh, Mark, you should know what I'm talking about because I'm pretty sure you also got the same stuff. I know that you got the same stuff. <laughs> uh, the first thing I got, I don't, I don't remember the name. Uh, this is the WM, what the, I've, the new, new small, this is very important, new small wing flight controller from Matek. This has a F405. It's only slightly, slightly, slightly bigger than the F411 series, but very close, but does not have the stupid limitation of only two hardware serial ports. This, the, yes, exactly. This is F405 NM. WMN, WMN, I have no idea how they are coming up with the names, might be, and probably is, uh, you see, uh, might be the best small flying, air flying in general, airplane flight controller right now. Uh, because it's incredible how small Matek was able to make it. It's really only like slightly bigger than F411 WSE. So kudos for them. Uh, standard to two layer uh, PCB with those two integrated PCB. How many servers this thing has? Like plenty, plenty serial ports. So this is really super cool uh, flight controller. I definitely will be making a separate video on this thing because I think it's worth it. Uh, and if if Matek will discontinue F411, finally people will stop asking for more serial ports on this thing. Uh, Matek also put the new GPS. This is M10 series. Uh, one more time, smallish, 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 uh, teeny tiny. Not the teeny tiny, because this is bigger than, for example, BN220, but smaller, for, smaller. I think the board is smaller, uh, not the antenna, than M8Q. Have not connected this thing uh, yet, uh, but if the Ublox materials on this, on this thing uh, are correct, then one more time, this might be the next best. Uh, GPS for the RC hobby and this thing, this this thing, I love it. <laughs> you see, the hull effect uh, current sensor for your big airplanes. Do not have to solder any wires to the PCB to measure current. You just put a wire through the through the hull, solder everything, and voila, this reports uh, the current uh, your device is pulling. That's especially for big uh, airplanes. This is something uh, pretty, pretty new. Matek Wing Mini. Maybe it's uh, Matek Wing Mini Matek. Uh, never mind. Maybe this is from the Never mind. I don't really know. Maybe this is this is stuff. Uh, I will try to make separate uh, videos about that. But yeah, you know. I no. I okay. Okay. I have I have to brag a little. I'm building something. I'm building something. 
Um, this is the power section of the thing I'm building. Uh, there will be no flight controller. There will be some buttons though. Uh, how do you think? Should I put the, turn this thing on? If I will get 10 likes, I'm turning this thing on to show you how strange of a sound it makes. 10 likes. And then I'm turning this thing on only for the test. And by the way, it will be powered with the two lipos. <laughs> uh, no, Mark, he did not send me a deviation map. I will have to ask him for it. Uh, flying cutting board. Uh, it will not be flying. It won't be flying. Uh, the KV on this thing is... 1200 and uh, 1200 and it will be powered i have not decided even even from those 3s or 6 or 4s lipos uh in tandem in parallel uh because i bet that it will be eating current like crazy so it even has the two xt60 connectors just to be able to plug to two lipos in parallel so okay got five likes uh, five more and i'm turning this thing on and uh, 0, 0.055 hdop that's nice uh, that's really no peter uh, it won't be an airboat i i will be on it <laughs> I will be on it. It will be. I will try to power myself with this thing. <laughs> uh, Leon Bardi between one thousand nine hundred and one thousand twelve, uh, one thousand two hundred kV, which is faster. Define what does it mean faster for you. Because the kV is not what you think. Um, uh, Avi Physics. Yes, I love those headsets. This is the Steel Series Arica 5. Ah, this is 5. Uh, 5, not the 7, uh, but the 5. And I love those. I have two sets of those. Uh, got the first one like three years ago. Then later, the next one. Ah, Arctic 5. Yes, exactly. Arctic 5. Lo love the headset. Uh, even the microphone is pretty good. Like you see, this is like that. The only thing that is irritating on the longer run is that this is powered from the mini. You have to charge it from the mini USB. And uh, it's not always charging correctly when you do not connect this thing to the hub. Uh, it has a problem when charging when connected to the external charger. But uh, besides that, it's great. This is, of course, the wireless version. And the battery lasts, I don't know, for the quite long time. I'm like, whenever I have a break or something, I just plug this thing in and it charges again and it's working uh, again with absolutely uh, no problem. And now, uh, the how much roll per second? So, um, KV is not the indication how fast the motor will be rotating. Uh, this is a very common misconception, because the fact how much motor will be rotating depends on the torque of the motor, not the KV, and depends on the load of the motor. Uh, what The thing that will be taking torque from the motor. 
That means uh, if you have the motor with KV X and you put a small propeller or a big propeller, in case of the smaller propeller, the motor will be rotating faster than with the bigger propeller because the bigger propeller will take more torque. Uh, that means it will not be able to accelerate to those uh, faster RPMs. So it's not like that. So uh, most probably uh, when you will put the higher KV motor, uh, with, as long as you do not like over torque it uh, with too big of the propeller, the 1900 will rotate faster. But this is not guaranteed because one more time, the rotation of the motor does not really depend on the KV rating. It depends on the torque it's generating and the torque that is taken away by the load of the of the motor. The, so, mo to answer your question, most probably 1900, but it all depends. Uh, AV physics, no KV is not measured at zero load because zero load does not exist. This is very important. There is not a, such a condition in case of the motor when there is zero load. Uh, because we are living in the real world. The bearing has some resistance uh, and the air has some res resistance and the current is limited by the wires and uh, there are delays left and there is no, no, no. The KV is the back EMF uh, constant of the motor. KV is measured in the way. You start rotating the motor with the speed of X, measure the voltage that comes out, out of one of the phases of the motor, and you increase the speed of the motor until you reach 1 volt. And then the RPM is your KV rating. That means if the motor is generating uh, without basically any load, because with the voltmeter you have the high resistance, so there is basically no load uh, on the on the motor. When at 1000 RPM it generates 1 volt, that means that the motor has the rating of 1000 kV, not the other way around. This is very important. Nobody measures the RPM of the motor by checking how fast it's rotating. You measure the voltage, the back EMF, that is generated by the motor when it's rotating. It's completely opposite, uh, opposite uh, from actually majority of the people assume. Uh, Leon Bardi, perhaps depends on the propeller you're gonna put on the sting and the size of the motor. Uh, but probably the 1900 will rotating uh, faster than this. Uh, but one more time, there is no zero resistance case. So this is not working uh, like that. So besides, there is problem of the commutation, etc. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, bottom line, uh, KV is not the information how fast motor is rotating. KV is the information of how much voltage is generated by the coils when the motor is rotating. It's the back EMF factor, uh, not the other way around. Uh, Peter Sotnoy, so the KV... Chat. Fuck. 
one more time. I have to scroll now. Uh, I'm getting old and I always forget new words. Chatani. Peter Chatani. So uh, KV shows how good generator it is. Not really, because the KV tells you only about the voltage, not about the current. And the power output of the generator is voltage times current. And you can have, because let's, let's imagine we have the super low KV motor, like one, <laughs> one volt per each RPM. But this motor will generate you pretty nice high voltage. But because of super high uh, internal resistance, it will have uh, super low current, and that means the power will be very low. So it's always a combination of the voltage and the current. And but in general, usually the lower KV motors are acting better as the generators than the higher KV motors. Uh, the the efficiency of the of the motor and the, how good of the motor it is and how strong the motor it is mostly depends on the volume of the stator and how much copper how much coils you are able to put inside and uh, if that was not true uh, we will be using teeny tiny motors to do some powerful stuff but we are not using that so that's just the proof that kv <laughs> tells us absolutely nothing about the power of the motor. It's only the back EMF, uh, not the other way around. It, I, I also have the, the material on the, the, the video only about the KV, so maybe you should watch it. Uh, big Boost FPV, it's a peak. It's a peak voltage. Uh, when generating back EMF, uh, it will actually generate you a pretty nice uh, scene. On the, on the coil. I think I have a video from like three years ago when I even showed this. Um, I think I, I will have to record the video about this stuff because this is really pretty interesting. It's a peak, it's the highest voltage uh, when the magnet is crossing over the over the face. How, uh, how much is it? So, yeah. Leon wants to buy batteries, used batteries, but don't know where to buy great used batteries. Um, my advice, do not buy used batteries. At least uh, do not buy used batteries from the persons you don't know personally, or at least trust. Uh, because, like you said, you never know what kind of the battery you will buy. Does it have 10 cycles, 100 cycles? Was it uh, stored correctly? Was it charged correctly? Was it used and abused or cared of? Like, for example, I'm taking care of my batteries usually. And they are lasting like two seasons on average. Um, and I sold a few batteries in my life, used batteries, but uh, I would not really buy a battery ever from someone I don't know, uh, especially the more expensive uh, racing batteries. It's just not worth it. Uh, just buy two batteries less, but uh, get something uh, fresh of the good brand uh, locally, not shipped from China. I will also never ship batteries from China anymore. Yeah. Mm. 
Leon Barney is not even about exploding, not exploding. Uh, the fact that the battery explodes suggests that it was either him or someone else was like there was a physical damage to the battery. Uh, after crash, I have batteries to sell. <laughs> Yeah, um, not worth it. Absolutely not worth it. Uh, if you even if you will do it, you will probably do it only once, and then decide. No, I'm not doing that uh, ever again. Mm -hmm. Oh, something died. Got some lights from China, of course, uh, and this thing came with the batteries, with two batteries. The USB-C charged the mockups of the Sony F-Series uh, batteries. And guess what the label of this battery says that I had to put manually on this battery? It says, crap. <laughs> Absolutely not worth it. Do not buy cheap batteries from China. Buy something And this one I will have to... Hmm. Yeah, one hour and that battery is dead. <laughs> Banana. <laughs> Uh, CNHL, uh, best bank for bugs for fixed winning quads, in my opinion. This is what Mark says. Uh, I have some uh, CNHLs, um, the Mini Star series. Those uh, in the yellow, orangish uh, foil are okay. I don't, I cannot say they are great, but they are okay. However, uh, I'm if I have a choice, <laughs> I'm not buying a CNHL because I learned that nah, not really. Uh, there are better options. I will show you something. This is the CNHL 4S650 uh, 4S LiPo, that big. Kinda okayish battery. Until I bought this lipo, which is also like side by side. See how smaller and lighter and better this different lipo is, which is also 650, exactly the same capacity. I tested them both on quads. This one works longer uh, because well it's lighter, so everything is uh, lighter. And it's a tattoo. Mm, I personally think that Tattoo makes the best batteries right now. Uh, if this is not for the super performance racing with the error rating 5.0 artificial, whatever, which I'm not buying because they are too expensive for, for my liking, and then at least get yourself the Funfly series. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm using 6S right now because I migrated the Funfly. 
pretty nice lipos much better than those uh by the way this is the same capacity 1.5 1.5 6s 6s tattoo is much smaller even though the tattoos are not that much more expensive and i also think that they survive longer because uh, i was able to kill two uh, of my cnhl's uh, last season uh, and zero of the tattoos so you pay slightly more but actually might go cheaper with that uh gens ace yeah gens ace the the highest like error rating yes they are pricey but those uh, funfly uh are not that bad oh we can just check i think we can check we can compare so because uh, i don't remember how much this is right now so this one uh, 130 and now cnhl 6s uh, uh, how much is for the cnhls so that would be this one on the bank good i think something is wrong because okay definitely something is wrong in this case uh, China hobby line, so the equivalent would be G plus. Uh, okay, so right now is 17. How much? 17 times uh, 4. Point. <laughs> nice. Uh, so 17 times 4.7, so 80. Złotych. Okay, so it's like 50% more expensive. Still, I prefer those and this is only on the promotion. So when not on the promotion, I can guarantee that it will be a... I know this is even like 6S. Exactly. So it will be exactly the same price. So maybe slightly more expensive. And this one is even... Oh, exactly this one. And this CNHL, this one, exactly this one. Is more expensive than this one so so you know and cnhl is always in promotion unless it's not like this one for example but yeah uh, and i also found out that it's uh, sometimes super hard to buy cnhls because they are out of stock <laughs> even though they should be uh, all, all the time on the promotion Mm, Avi Physics, I had one pack of each uh, for each plane, but I like uh, doing an initial exploratory flight followed by a planned flight, so I want to build a second pack for each. Um, crazy idea. Think about uniforming your batteries and use only one type of the batteries in every airplane. That gives some nice flexibility. I'm doing that for for years. Uh, uh, everything, if anything, like was used for not standard pack. I'm using. I'm converting this thing to use the standard pack because it's not worth to like carry too many of the types of the batteries uh, left and right. That's just like. Mm. 
Mm, Abby Physics is told that Tattoo has the distribution center in Livermore, California, and they should be able to stop up and pick up factory seconds for cheap. That's always. No, really. Um, I do like the tattoo lipos uh, very much. Uh, and if I have the choice and like in like I want the better battery, then I go with the uh, tattoo. If I sometimes they are also on the promotion. If not, then uh, like mini star series of the CNHLs. I'm I'm done like buying like craft crap from China or like I will for example never buy the Turnigi battery again after the graphene <laughs> catastrophe years ago. Anyhow now they don't need you only made them so they need different packs. This is only a battery. If you are creative enough, you can just stack this thing uh, wherever you want. So uh, let me quickly check the time and we are almost out. So it's time to, yeah, ah, walk snail. Remember that thing? Um, I have a bad news and I have hopefully the good news as well who over uh, flying tarot what do you mean the graphene catastrophe yeah uh, when the graphene batteries uh, show up on the market i bought eight my friend got six four months later all of our batteries were dead that was the catastrophe that was the catastrophe. This is why I will never ever buy a, a Turnigi battery again. Just like that. Uh, anyhow, uh, let's go. <laughs> but it came in the very nice box. Anyhow, who has the walk snail over here? Uh, who has it? Uh, hands up. Uh, I want to hear if anybody has a walk snail because I might have the potential good news for the walk snail uh, users and I have. Anybody? Anybody? Come on, one, two, three, one, two, three. Testing, testing. No. Okay, nobody has walk snails. Uh, so apparently, Let's begin with the fact that Woxnail says that they want to make the Woxnail work with iNav. And I was supposed to be contacted by the Woxnail developer. Uh, I was contacted, but he never wanted to help with the fixing iNav problems with the Woxnail OSD compatibility. He was there probably asking me how to make this work with Kiss. <laughs> He had no idea. No, the guy had no idea. <laughs> An absolute crap. So, so no. And when I asked the walk snail, okay, what's up? Do you want this thing to be supported or not? Like, like a... so no. Apparently, walk snail does not give a tiny rat's ass, and uh, we might not expect anything interesting from the walk snail on this manner unless they are really like um, heavily pushed uh, to something. Uh, so, so that, however, uh, 
however, uh, I think, <laughs> I think, and uh, this, this was confirmed by uh, one of my uh, patrons, you can have the INAF OSD show up on the walk snail. <laughs> A way that even the walk snail developer has no idea about. Walk snail itself has no idea about. It's very simple. You just connect, you get, but I, 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 should I get a walk snail? Avatar HD. I don't want to buy it. So that it kinda would make sense if the lead INAF developer has this crap because probably it will be kinda popular in the future. Do you think that uh, maybe it's time for, I don't know, to me do a fundraiser to get myself a set of those goggles and the one VTX to be able to see if INAF really works with that shit or not? Uh, what do you think? Maybe I should uh, add a poll. Should should I create a fundraiser to buy what? Yes, no. Ask. I will ask my community now. So the community is has been asked, and uh, most probably, uh, if you uh, configure your walk snail as uh, HD zero, it works. You connect to the serial port, go to the serial port, find the port, select the HD zero VTX, switch the OSD to HD, and most probably, it works. <laughs> It works just like that, just because it, it's uh, it, the MSP DisplayPort protocol does has no idea what's on the other side. It just pushes the data like it was the HD zero, and there are uh, you have the OSD. There are some problems because if you power down uh, the quad or the airplane, plug it again, then the OSD has a problems. It's complicated, uh, but in general, um, if you have the walk snail avatar HD goggles, uh, you can test that. Uh, just configure like it was the HD zero, and most probably it will work so sorry. oh we have the interesting uh, answers interesting questions because apparently 62% uh, of the people like two most probably says that I should not create a fundraiser to buy walk snail for INAF tests okay that's honest um, that's honest because why not mm. Uh, who cares about the shady crap? Uh, no one should support the company that lies to their customers and thinks they are stupid. I I look at it from the uh, different uh, different way uh, because apparently some people bought it and um, they don't want to go with the DJI and uh, they might be kind of there might be a few people actually using this. And uh, I think INAF as a project, but this was kind of different reality, uh, made a mistake at the beginning by not really like following this topic slightly more energetic. And uh, the fact that we uh, were able to have the DJI FPV supported INAF is only because someone knew someone from the DJI who sent the set of the goggles to the Constantine. Um, 
but at least they are willing to send with the walk snail somehow like they they seems to give that much the same level of crap like everybody else like the dgi um i would not say that this is crap Mm, this is not my opinion yet. I would rather say that uh, they rushed, they released too early and they released it in the wrong way because instead of having like ready product, they just threw it on the market like well and uh, made the or them or rather the Red Cat aka Rotor Riot made the shady decision to over advertise it as better when there were really no uh, no evidence that this is actually better um yeah so that's funny funny not funny yeah. by the way i got some info uh, who watched the uh, interview with Greg French that Bardwell did uh, in the very beginning? Who watched it? Who knows what I'm talking about? To which uh, interview I'm referring to? Hands up. Hands up. Okay, so the famous interview with the Greg French, the guy behind the new Fat Shark uh, Dominator goggles, which are the same as the uh, Avatar uh, from the Walk Snail, never got the goggles before the interview. This is the rumor I've heard somewhere. So that was like. <clears throat> The first time he saw the goggles, he was supposed to say how hard they worked to create those goggles, where just when he answered some of the Bardwell's questions. So that's how creative the marketing uh, was uh, back then. And it was clearly visible in Greg's French face that he does not feel very comfortable. Yeah, so that was that. Mm, I like I said, it's only a rumor. I have no proof that this is the reality. Uh, but well, Fat Shark designed nothing. Peter, Fat Shark designed nothing. Zero. There is no company as the Fat Shark. Fat Shark nowadays is only a brand and nothing more. It's only a brand. They do not design a crap. Even worse, uh, Big Boost FPV. Uh, because it was clearly visible on his face that he's not very comfortable at what he is doing. But that's not really... Uh, he asked, They asked him to be there because they somebody from the marketing department thought that it will be a good advertisement. That's the only reason. 
if nobody knew what Greg French, who, what Greg French is, nobody would invite him. Absolutely nothing. This is how me, I promise to run the big motor. <laughs> exactly. I promise to run the big motor, but this is, this is sketchy stuff. This is sketchy stuff. I build this thing today only. And the program is extremely simple. It, there is a switch and the button and the motor starts when I press the button. So uh, first, let me verify that I'm on safe. Okay, so let me plug it in, move it away from my leg. Okay, okay. why I'm building this thing? Uh, because I promise I will tell you why I'm building this thing. Because the plan is that I will put it <laughs> in the back of my bicycle and see if I will be able to ride my bicycle, bicycle with the forward assist of this thing. This is how it sounds. Something fell. <laughs> this thing fell. So yeah, so that was 3S and uh, like 20% of the power. And the plan is to have it powered from the 4S. And when I flip the switch, uh, then I'm like 60%. Uh, okay, ready? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so that's that. Uh, let's say that the mechanical part is mostly done because this thing will just uh, be on the backpack, not the backpack, the on the bicycle uh, attached with some zip ties. I will have to have a slightly longer wire going to my uh, handlebar of the of the bicycle. Uh, I will have to 3D print a holder for the button and the switch to save uh, low RPM, high RPM and the button to engage it. So you know, start it, press the button and see what's gonna happen. <laughs> um, uh, if nothing else, I will get air conditioning. Yeah, this thing is bloody powerful uh, and loud. Uh, by the way, this is the 12 inch propeller. And I'm pretty sure if I would want to, I could easily put, I don't know, like 15 inch propeller on this thing, but I will not exaggerate. If uh, this will not be powerful enough, I will make the extension, uh, because now this is single motor configuration. I will make the extension over here, like one meter up uh, with the second motor, with the second pusher. So I will have the twin motor. <laughs> but I think that this will be enough to keep the bicycle going i hope at least uh, on the flat it might be really enough but i will know after i will i will well be able to test it so uh quad motor quad motor but <laughs> anyhow anyhow gents uh, we will be slowly ending because uh, time is running out uh, let me quickly 
do the normal check of when will be the next stream. Uh, next stream most probably in uh, three or even four weeks because next week I'm on the vacation, next week I'm on the vacation and next week I'm also probably on the vacation. Uh, so this, so maybe on the 20th of the August, maybe, not guaranteed, but uh, there is a pretty good chance. Or maybe I will just push it one more week and then we also go to release the INA 5.1 uh, at the same event, because, well, why not? So the community says that I should not create a fundraiser for the walk snake. Eh, okay. Uh, that's fine, uh, but the community says I might not. <laughs> I should have. Uh, I should have asked something else. Would you donate if I create a fundraiser? <laughs> I bet over there, <laughs> the result would be slightly different. Okay, so thank you very much for watching. Uh, let's meet in three or four weeks, depending. No, it's four weeks. Let's meet in four weeks after everything is done. So uh, have a nice evening, gents. Bye-bye. Uh,